0: we want the truth and you deserve the truth. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You deserve to start telling yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, has your life gotten any better in the last 30 years that you've been under Republican Mm -hmm. regime in Texas? And the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no. Stop buying their bullshit. That's what I tell people. Stop buying their crazy bullshit. Mm
2: All right, welcome to season five, episode five of Over the Ledge Live, the podcast, the number one and some say only political satire show based solely on the Texas legislature. I'm Janet Makus. I'm filling in for Amy Lowry, and she's so happy that you're here. And I don't care. I would like you to know that since 2002, 146 billion metric tons of the Antarctic ice sheet has melted. Over the Ledge gives you a behind the scenes look at the shenanigans of the Texas legislature by decoding political headlines and legislators' behavior into easy understandable ankle tattoos. Tramp stamps are out. (laughs) Let's meet our guests tonight. First up, we have, it's written here, so it must be true, Austin legend, Tom Booker.
3: Woo, Austin legend!
2: Tom is an actor, a writer, and a director who has been in showbiz for nearly 40 years maybe longer <laughs> he's best known for his roles in Curb Your Enthusiasm and for working with some guy named Polly Shore whom I don't know two times and never forget Babylon 5
3: <laughs> Babylon 5
2: Please welcome Tom to the show Oh Hi, Tom everybody I'm so
4: Oh, I forget that you're on Babylon 5. It's like you never mention it.
3: I don't mention it that much, I don't think. It was just 30 short years ago. Still get residual checks.
2: (laughs) Our next comedic legend is Cameron (laughs) LaBrie. Cameron, do you realize that there's yeah. a sort of like Brie and Cameron could be Cam and Bear. You're you have a lot. You have a real cheese theme going there.
1: Yeah, Cameron.
2: Good. In addition to probably liking cheese, is an actor, a singer, and director, originally from California because that's where they make them. Cameron has <laughs> worked with. <laughs> Many notable theater companies and creatives, such as San Francisco Playhouse, 42nd Street, Moon, Berkeley Playhouse, and Todrick Hall. Let's welcome Cameron to the show. Yay. Thank
4: you, Cameron. Hello. What are are you feeling right now? You said yes to the show. What's going through your brain?
1: I feel like I need to create a press bio page on my website. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Relevant intro. introduction info. You must. But I'm also feeling excited. Very okay, good. enthusiastic.
4: Excellent.
2: Well, that's good because you know that the average life expectancy <laughs> of people in the United States has now sunk below the average life expectancy of people in Great Britain. You only have 77.28 years to expect to live. So, squeeze in all the excitement you can. All right. And
3: you're worried that I haven't saved for retirement.
2: Our very, very special celebrity guest is Senator Roland Gutierrez. Senator Gutierrez currently serves as the Texas State Senator for District 19. Diaz y Nueve, which encompasses 16 <laughs> counties from Bear County West to Big Bend National Park, the largest and I say one of the best national parks. He is an immigration lawyer and he is currently running for U.S. Senate against Ted Cruz, which oh. makes him a superhero
1: Yes. To
2: everyone, including Senator Cruz's
4: dog.
1: Okay. If he's not working, he can spend more time with his dog. I'm sure you're right. His dog would love that.
4: Oh, yeah. They do need to
1: rebond. Because dogs are kind of dumb, and they love anyone.
4: Well, that's true.
2: (laughs) And, Cameron, you may not... I don't know. Were you here for the snowpocalypse in Texas when the um, the grid failed?
3: February (laughs) twenty-one.
2: Well, our Senator Cruz um, escaped and went to Mexico and left his dog, you know, alone. All right.
1: Oh, never mind.
2: The Senator will be not Cruz, but (laughs) Gutierrez will be joining us later in the show. But, Senator Cruz, if you would like to be on Over the Ledge, you are welcome to join. Oh, Oh,
3: my God. Yes.
2: Finally. Last but certainly not least, we have with us the creator, the impresarius, the queen, the ruler of over the over-the-ledge empire who needs no introduction, Stephanie. Hey. Like my marriage, maybe the fourth special session will be a charm, Chiarello.
4: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, wait, it's my show, so.
2: Yeah. Would you like to tell us how you're feeling, Stephanie?
4: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you the truth. Before every show, I say to myself, why do I do this? Why do I do this? I also say, why didn't I write the script in advance? And then every time I do it, I have a wonderful time. I learn something new, and I think we teach our listeners a little something. Uh, normally, we give them hope. I understand. With Janet as our announcer today, we will be giving them uh, lots of sad things to think about. But I'm—that's how I feel. And I wonder if you can tell that I'm not wearing a bra. But I think I think I'm doing all right.
3: I'm wearing one. So between the two of us, we're covered.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Some say that. <laughs> breasts will regain their youthful bounciness if you do not wear bras. I'm not sure that there is any real uh, science behind that, but I would just thought I'd share that with you. Thank you. So, Okay, so now just a reminder to those three or 400 people that are listening. Yes, yes. You, know, you. you. You are in a position to help, to help in many ways, but we're talking about specifically here for the over the ledge empire. There's something called Patreon and you, you can become a Patreon and you can pledge whatever you would like. And we would like you to pledge a lot. But if you have just a little, it will be the monthly draw will continue to Keep this high quality production alive. High now, quality. Yes, you've That's got amazing. to remember that freedom is never free. It is not free. It costs a buck of five. Or in our case, $5 a month would be super, super helpful. So now it's time for What's Up with Texas with our host. Stephanie Chiarello.
4: So, you know, I don't know if you know, but on, on How I Met Your Mother, there was this whole episode about woo girls, and their girls who were like, woo! woo! Uh-huh. Well, I found people who are more annoying than woo girls. It's Zumba girls. They're uh-huh. worse. They're, I haven't come up with the punchline yet, but they're like, woo! It's it's horrible. Okay, what's up in Texas? (laughs) Governor Abbott threatened to keep calling lawmakers back for special sessions until they pass his school voucher bill. He called for the fourth special session only an hour after the previous one ended. I haven't seen this many thirsty calls from a man since Senator Charles Schwartner's texts got leaked. This extra session, the phantom menace part of the saga, will cost taxpayers at least $1 million for lawmakers per diem. Think of how many tickets to Taylor Swift Air's tour that would buy. Like two. Mexico rejected the Texas (laughs) proposal... Senate Bill 4 to allow peace to deport immigrants back to Mexico, saying it violates human rights. Exactly the point, said Governor Greg Abbott while drowning a small child. If you think I'm joking, two nights ago, the Texas GOP removed an amendment put forth by Representative Talarico that would have banned Abbott's directive to, quote, push small children back into the Rio Grande. The Rio Grande? Rio grand. I guess we know what the 2023 version of Grimm's Hansel and Gretel will be. A bill allowing yes. Texas cops. <laughs> the delay. A bill allowing Texas cops to ask people for their immigration papers has passed the legislature. Boy, if we still had any books about the Holocaust left, I bet we'd be super outraged about that. Greg Abbott is trying to put up a barrier between Texas and New Mexico, but that's only because he is unaware that New Mexico is part of the United States. Rep. Pat Fallon said Tuesday he will ask, ask 4th District voters to send him back to Congress for a third time after all. Fallon said he was on the fence listening to opposing advice from his politically engaged sons, Thomas, 17, and Mac, 14. He also announced that his campaign manager will be Tinky Winky, the purple and definitely not gay Teletubby. Voters (laughs) in love it. Go ahead, Judith.
2: that Teletubby baby was scary. Our sunshine baby.
4: Yes, I, I, I don't think the. Yeah, they were all. They were all scary. Voters in Lubbock are preparing to put marijuana legalization on the ballot. Advocates say that marijuana is medically necessary for thousands of people who live with the devastating chronic disease called living in Lubbock. <laughs> That's the one that gets the joke. The All right. And finally, the Texas State Bar wants to discipline Attorney General Ken Paxton for his false claims of fraud in the 2020 elections. But I think Paxton likes being bad, and it's hard to discipline someone who likes being called a bad boy. Trust me, people pay for that. How much? twenty nine a minute with a minimum uh-huh. of
3: $310. Mm, that's fair. Let's
4: go back. I want to retell this joke.
3: Okay, good. So,
4: so then maybe you can laugh harder. Mexico right. rejected the Texas proposal SB4 to allow police oh. Oh. to deport immigrants back to Mexico, saying it violates human rights. Exactly the point, said Governor Greg Abbott while drowning a small child.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The problem is the problem is Stephanie is that it it it's as true as the global you know melting of glaciers
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: What have you changed the punchline to I can't uh I can't hear you said government govern, governor Abbott as he was drowning.
4: Oh um, Thank you, Tom, right. for that note. I'll I fix that. I'll fix that. It is a long,
3: It's also kind of a long setup. Yeah.
4: yeah. Wow. Well, I really love this feedback live. Thank you, Tom.
3: You're welcome. It's just I'm just what ify. Thank
4: you so. Thank you so much. What you're if we? What if we move region? on? Okay. <laughs> Cameron, Certainly what you're be. seeing is just some inner family fighting, but we love each other <laughs> very much, and it's not you. You Hold on, say yeah. it again, Cameron.
1: I'm trying to picture how he would drown a kid because with his physical disability, <laughs> it's probably difficult, right? It has to be a bathtub.
4: Oh, my God, yes.
3: Or a hot tub.
1: Or a, a hot, hot tub. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Janet, where'd you I guess go? I just you she couldn't do it in away. a river is my point. Okay,
4: yeah, okay. let's move on. Good point, <laughs> good point. Couldn't be done in a river.
1: Allegedly.
4: Let's move on. Let, let's
2: go, Jana. Right.
1: Over the legend. Oh,
2: well, so that <laughs> happened again. You know, that keeps happening over and over and over again, <laughs> just like the Texas Special Sessions. Okay, audience, let me tell you how this podcast works. All right. On tonight's episode, Tom Woo! and Cameron are competing against each other for the coveted, most knowledgeable, knowledgeable, Comedian in Austin Award. Now this award is given to the comedian who knows the most about Texas politics. According to the outcome of the games on our show, Stephanie, we need you to show the coveted award.
3: Ooh. There we
2: go. There we go. Yeah. Now, whoever gets bragging rights and their photo on social media, they'll also get wow this phallic bowling trophy. But I do have to say, I mean, it is it is kind of a vertical thing, but. If that is someone's phallus, it's a really sad thing. (laughs) It's, yeah. Anyway, so this is why we need patrons. This is really why. (laughs) We need a real prize. We need, if we're going to have a phallic prize, we need a better phallus.
4: So much better.
2: So now it's time to play our first game. To Congress or not to Congress? That is the question. Stephanie will ask each of you a question and you'll need to figure out if it's about being a senator at the state or at the federal level. Because our special guest isn't here, there's no phone a friend. Life is hard, you guys. We know. We know.
3: Well, that's him.
2: I mean, it is so hard that the Greenland... Ice mass uh-huh. since two thousand uh, since two thousand two two hundred and seventy billion uh, square um, or metric tons of ice. Oh, is melting. Wow!
4: I mean,
2: yeah. that's going to be really bad when that goes in. It'll 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 you know just change the salinity levels of the ocean and the Gulf Stream will stop. <laughs>
4: yeah yeah
2: Lots
3: all right cameron these will be
4: gone cameron you're gonna get to go first okay i'm gonna read you a fact and all you have to do is tell me if this is at the federal level or the state level to be a senator okay are you ready I, yeah let's do it you must be at least 30 years old federal requirement or state requirement to be in congress i
1: believe to be a senator specifically uh i believe that a state would it be state
4: it's the other I one guess. it's federal uh, 15, sorry 15. i think i think state oh. is 25 or 26 uh. The federal oh, is thirty. Okay. Oh, it actually says want, down here.
1: That's, tech, that's a better idea. I'm gonna go with Texas on that one. Okay. Lower <laughs> the age. <laughs> when,
4: yeah.
3: So that's that's to be a senator, not not a member of uh, uh, House
1: representative.
4: Right. The House is different. Let's yeah. see. Okay.
1: I was hoping it would be the same. That was what I was going off of.
4: Gotcha. AOC gotcha.
1: was under thirty, right? Who? Yes. Yeah. She yeah. was under thirty when she was a, into the house,
4: but she's a rep.
1: That's what not I mean. Senator. Anyway, yeah. I was wrong.
4: See, we already but, learned that there's a difference between the House and the Senate at the federal and state level. Look at the look what we've done to make the world a better place. Okay, Tom. Yes. Be a resident of the state she, he, they represents for at least five years. Is that federal or state requirement? That is state
3: requirement.
4: You are right. Correct. <laughs> for the federal government, you have to be a citizen of the United States for nine years.
3: Oh. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Well, there, there you go. That's something. <laughs>
4: Cameron, this Senate has 31 members.
1: Oh, oh total?
4: I guess that's Texas. Say again. Texas. Texas. You're right. Very good. Woo! Very good bonus off the top of your head. How many senators are there at the federal level? Fifty. Almost. A hundred. Two per two per state. That's all right. It's okay. Who's watching this? Okay. We got four people, three on Facebook and one on YouTube. I bet my parents are on (sighs) YouTube. I'm watching it on
1: Facebook. I
3: could be one of the people on Facebook. Okay.
4: And and people come in and out. So don't worry. We get uh, hundreds of views but like solid been, viewers. And your,
3: your civics teacher was watching when you got the senator. The yeah,
1: senator. my degree is in poli-sci so that's why I'm sweating. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Tom. Yes! I could hear that. <laughs> it's Before mine. I it. Yeah. This Senate has the State Affairs, Border Security, and Health and Human Services Committee. Mm. I mean, those are three different committees that make okay, up so State committee? Affairs, Border Security, uh-huh. and Health and Human Services. Are three of the committees in this Senate?
3: Oh, I'm still, I'm still going to go with. I'm going to go with State. You are correct. All right, it's good guess. It's a good guess. It was a good guess. A state committee was like, oh, wait a minute. Uh Yes.
4: Okay, Cameron, when was the federal constitution ratified? I will give you four dates. 1786 and ratified is a, a key word here. 1786, 1787, 1788
1: or 1789? Oh, man. That's a hard one.
4: Say 1789. You are so close. It is 1788. Oh. oh. It's, it's all right. You're doing all right.
3: That's a hard
4: It's not like you're trying to immigrate into our country and I'm making you answer these questions. Okay. Oh, thank God. You're, you're secure. You were born here. Born lucky. Yeah. Okay. Tom. Yes. Final question from this game. Uh, this Senate has members elected to six-year terms. Um this uh oh, oh uh, uh uh federal. Very good. Good job, Tom. How long are the uh, terms in Texas? You tell me, I'll give you a bonus point. Four? Yes.
3: Okay,
1: Good. begin with the guests.
4: Okay, so here, Cameron. I'm going to give you a bonus. Oh, I'm going. No, just special treatment. I'll take it. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. Okay, name (laughs) one of the two state senators from Texas to Congress. Oh, I don't know.
1: Um, what's the name of the guest? Oh, God. One of the current
4: senators. We have two from Texas. Oh, for the federal. Yes, who are currently we're our we,
3: senators? We, don't you want to take me on a C? Yeah,
1: Ted Cruz. I thought <laughs> you I got it. Yes,
4: yeah. thank God. You got it, Janet. Are you keeping track of points? I hope. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> I,
2: I really, I That's we're well. tied. Right. Uh,
4: are you tied? Tom's keeping track.
3: We're tied. Sure, why okay.
2: not? Okay. Yeah, well, Tom's going to one- keep track. What people don't know is he is really competitive.
4: <laughs> okay, we're going to play a bonus, another bonus, Tom. What is a bonus? Because the game did not take as long as I wanted it, and I need to spend more time on it. Is that okay? Is that okay?
3: I said, "Woo!" I was cheering oh. for the
4: bonus. I'm sorry, I took that so personally. Okay, can you can you name one Texas state senator, Tom?
3: Uh baby crockett.
4: No, Cameron. Okay. Uh uh
1: Gutierrez.
4: You got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Roland Gutierrez. Okay, great. So what do we think there? They're tied? Are we just calling that game a tie, sure.
2: Oh, I think so. It was okay. definitely a tie. It's okay. a
4: tie.
3: Is that all right? Great.
4: Yes. There's everyone. Has,
2: who has time for, you know, competition. You know, life is getting short.
1: Short and shorter.
4: <laughs> All right. right? Yeah. Know, that was an amazing.
2: That was an amazing display of intelligence and patience. And it was really, really wonderful. So I think that, um, oh wait, we have another game to play. We do. Uh-huh. And I now that I know that it is my duty because I am dutiful, <laughs> if nothing else, I am going to keep track of the points.
4: Thank so you. So this
2: game is called, yeah. and actually in the middle of this, I thought, oh, I bet I was supposed to keep track of points. <laughs> But then it was too late. Um, so this game, though, is gonna be called this or that or that other thing.
3: What's it called?
4: It's called Wait. this or that or that other thing. And, uh, okay.
2: in our se- now in this in this case
3: be with you my shirt two, off.
2: T- Tom and Cameron. Okay you will have to decide if the name stephanie reeds is a texas senator mm-hmm. a federal senator mm-hmm. or a player for a sports ball team
4: called the kansas <laughs> city chiefs
1: oh okay
4: okay cameron we're gonna start with yeah. you so it's this <laughs> A state senator, that, a federal senator, or that other thing, a player on the Kansas City Chiefs. Are you ready? Okay, Let's do it. Phil King. Phil King.
1: Uh, I'm going to go for that other thing.
4: I'm sorry, it is this thing. It It is a state. It's a state senator. He represents District 10. But great try. They sound
1: very very lucky to have him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's the
3: best. (laughs) So wait, so this is this, that, or that other thing? Yes. So this is federal?
4: No, this is state.
3: This is state. That is federal. Federal. The other thing is remember the thing uh, on the chiefs.
4: Yes, and you okay. can just say state federal chiefs. Oh, you I don't could. have to remember oh, this could. that that other thing.
3: Okay. okay. Are
4: you are you ready, Tom? Yes. Yeah. Lois colcourst.
3: Mm. Lois colcourst. Uh ooh. Now if they've retired from the chiefs, does that still count?
4: It absolutely would if I had done anything beside copy and paste the current roster. I'm going to go name. state.
3: I'm going to go state.
4: You're right. Lois Kokorst right. is a state senator. Right. Good job.
3: All right.
4: Okay. Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Dick Durbin.
1: Oh. Dick Durbin. Uh, that. The federal...
4: You're right. How do you know that?
1: Name recognition.
4: Name recognition. Okay. Dick is out there. That's all I can say.
1: Dick's all over the place.
4: Dick's are all over the place. Very good wow. job, Cameron. Okay. To Tom. Yes. Oh, that's too easy. Noah Gray. Uh,
3: Noah Gray is... A member of the Chiefs.
4: How do you know that?
3: I, it's a guess.
4: <laughs> okay, I, was I know two.
3: There's uh, Patrick Mahone. Whoops, the quarterback, and then uh, uh, Mr. Swift.
4: Mr. Swift. I was gonna say Creed Humphrey, but I feel like we would have known that one was a football player. Uh-uh. No? no. Okay.
3: No.
4: Okay. Back to Cameron. Tan Parker.
1: Tan Parker. Uh, that wait, that's a uh, state, right?
4: Yeah, you're right. Tan Parker is a state senator. Oh
1: my gosh, I got that just from the one episode of this show I randomly watched before I'm coming here.
4: <laughs> that is a PSA. I'm writing down that timestamp <laughs> so that I can use that quote.
3: I'm the one that I learned. That time stamp.
4: okay this is the last one for you tom all right we're gonna go oh that one's too easy we're gonna go with angus king Mm. texas federal maine maine i don't know where angus king is from maine let's find out maine
3: Angus King. Oh, he's,
4: okay. You're right. You're right. Good job, Janet.
1: Point to Janet.
4: Yeah, point to Janet. Okay, who's his spouse, Janet? (laughs) As I Wikipedia. Charlay King. Yes, Charley King is his first wife. Oh, Angus King does not look like what I thought he would look like.
2: Herford King is his second wife.
4: You got it. Yeah. Santa Gatrudis is
2: their child.
4: Yes. Yes, In 1972, he served as chief counsel to the U.S. Senate Subcommittee on Alcoholism and Narcotics. That sounds fun. It does. Tom,
3: we have a problem in
2: in that... Well, we don't have a problem. Folks, you know what? What? We have two... Most knowledgeable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did. We had a tie. I kept wow. I wrote it down. We have a tie. We have a tie.
4: tie. Well, we can do a tiebreaker. We can do a tiebreaker.
3: Let's let's do a tiebreaker. Okay.
4: I'm gonna ask you four more of these questions. Okay. All right. It's not sudden death yet. And then if you both get them right, we'll go into sudden death. Okay. All right. Okay, so I have to write down what I'm going to do so you know that it's not, that I don't cheat. Okay, Cameron. Yes. Donovan Smith.
1: Man, Smith's all over the place. Donovan Smith. I'm going to say that other thing. Is he in the, the football?
4: Yes, he is. Okay. Ooh, Good Donovan. job. <laughs> he
3: All sounds right. like a football player. He does. Mm-hmm. Don, anyone know? Yeah, yeah. Really?
4: Like, See, I'd put him with Tan Parker. Okay, Tom. No,
3: I plays football just by Tan.
4: Uh Ted Bud. Ted
3: Bud is uh
4: Texas. I'm sorry, no, he's federal. Oh
1: I would have said the same thing.
4: Okay, Cameron, you hey, can take boy. this one here. If you get this next one, you can take this one.
3: Noonan. Noonan. Caddyshack reference. Messing that one off. Noonan.
4: Shelly Moore Capito. Shelly Moore Capito.
1: I don't know. How, well, I'm trying to like take, make some logic out of their name. Um... <gasps> Capito, 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 Uh, that will go federal.
4: You're right, Cameron. He did it. He did it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to bring the senator in. Hold on, Janet. Hi, Senator. Can you see us?
0: I can. How are you?
4: Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. We had some technical difficulties this evening. Sorry.
4: No problem at all. It's actually perfect timing. We just finished our second game. Do you have any idea what you've gotten yourself into?
0: I don't know. I'm starting to be a little, I'm starting to get scared a little bit. (laughs) You don't understand how many podcasts I do and have been doing for over a year now. And I just left Floresville, Texas. And I talked to a, a, a dem club out in Floresville. And I'm driving home, hurrying to try to get online with you guys. And my my staffer that does this stuff for me, he says, oh, by the way, this is a comedic podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And I proceed to tell (laughs) him, (laughs) WTF because because I'm so funny. Right. (laughs) So I'm sorry, but you, you might not get very many fans watching your show tonight.
4: Oh look, we already have three times as many fans right now watching, and that's six. So we're killing it. Um, well, we just we just finished a game that was called "This or That or That Other Thing," where the contestants had to decide if it was a state senator, a federal senator, or a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. So Janet is announcing our winner. All
2: right. Yes. Tonight, our most knowledgeable comedian is Cameron LaBrie.
1: Cameron. Let's go! Cameron yeah. LaBrie. You Thank did you. it,
4: Cameron.
1: You did it.
4: I know your big dream was to make it to New York, but did you ever think you'd be crowned the most knowledgeable comedian in Austin?
1: Definitely no- nowhere in Texas would I have expected that.
4: This is Dreams really do to... come
1: through, Cameron. Yeah. Dreams really do yeah. come through. You
3: do. Thank you.
2: You know, now we come to a really important part of the show, but before we get there, I would like to remind everyone that under uh, Article 28 of the World Trade <laughs> <laughs> Organization, that the saving of and replanting and planting of seeds that you get from um, patented seeds is now an illegal action. So seed saving and seed planting <laughs> is a radical act. Go for it, folks. And Senator Gutierrez, do people tell you that you look like one of the Duplass brothers?
0: I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I should. I apologize.
3: It's a good thing. Who are the well, Duplass if they, brothers? Yeah.
2: There are a couple of brothers. They do things on TV and movies and stuff. One of them is just in, in this yeah. show, my, my um, morning show. Some was it the morning show?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, look, at uh, and and you you look like that one of them.
3: They're my very my kids tell me, oh, well, thank you,
0: Cameron. <laughs> my kids tell me that I look like some science guy that comes out on on. Some kids TV show. And my kids are older now. They're 14 and 16. But huh. some scientist guy. And, I don't remember. And name. I
2: the science guy? I mean, I don't no, see
4: that. I think they're no, too young for Bill Nye, the science guy.
0: Not mm-hmm. Bill Nye, the other one. One of those fellows. <laughs> and then I've gotten uh Drew. Stephen Carrier. Hawking?
2: Was
4: it... <laughs> I'm sorry, who else have you gotten, Senator?
0: Uh, not Drew Carey. Uh,
4: John. Yeah, Drew Carey mm-hmm. Jim Carey Jim Carey Jim Carey
0: Carey
2: I see
4: a little Max Hedron in there anybody old enough for Max mm mm-hmm. Mhm yeah,
2: Max mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm I'm sticking with the Duplass that. brother I agree I I'll a, send him a, a picture
0: of those guys <laughs> I'm checking it out here
3: <laughs> Mark Duplass Yeah.
2: Okay. So, those of you who are in the listening audience, it's now to the part of the show that some of you love, some of you hate, and some of you don't even listen long enough to know that we get to this part. It's actually (laughs) the meat of the show. And to get to this show, we must welcome Senator
4: Gutierrez. Thank you so much for being here. Do you want to start by introducing yourself and giving a, a, a little history?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you all for having me. What a what a great time. I, um, I've been in the Texas Senate for now for about four years, five years, prior to that in the state house, prior to that city council. As you all know, all volunteer gigs, you know, we are uh, trying to make Texas a better place to live. Unfortunately, we uh, are stuck by, with a bunch of Republicans that have been in control <laughs> of this state for 30 years, and so it's a little hard. Uh, I'm an immigration lawyer. That's my day job. Um, you know, not getting rich off of that by any means. I um, build a couple of houses every year or so. It's been a while, though. It's been a few years since I've done that. And uh, my wife and I opened an Italian restaurant once uh, to honor our Italian heritage, of course. Oh, wow. We're not Italian. We're not no. Italian. Uh, just the craziest thing I've ever done until very recently when I decided to run for the United States Senate against Ted Cruz. That's-
4: I want to let's let's focus on this Italian restaurant, though. What was it called? And what was your signature dish? And I say this is the child of a the grandchild of an Italian immigrant.
0: Yeah. Chiarello.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. Did I pronounce that right?
4: Yes, I mean if we were in the old country, you know, here
0: yes. we, yeah, we, yeah, no, we, we Chiara right yeah. again. Oh, yeah. okay. Man, uh, it was called Edera, E-D-E-R-A. If you get a chance to Google it, we almost lasted the three years, but we didn't quite make it. The food was just fantastic. It was high-end Italian, and that was lesson number one. You don't sell to the classes, you sell to the masses, and we screwed up from day one <laughs> on. That. And this badass chef i don't know if i can say that on tv on with you guys but oh yeah we had this great Mm -hmm. badass chef who was just dialing it up for us but it was hard it was hard it was fun it was an italian party every night i we had this great braised short rib which is fantastic we had some awesome gnocchi it was Mm -hmm. all everything was fabulous you should google it online i think the pictures are still up Idera. Idera Idera osteria
2: it, on the on the interwebs, it says it's only temporarily closed.
0: No, it's closed, closed, closed. But look at the images; you'll see some more <laughs> plates. We are never going to do that again. We are never <laughs> going to do that again. And so we've done some crazy things. You're what
4: wrong. was the first office you ever ran for? Was it you know book club president in fifth grade, or what was the first?
0: student council, seventh grade, and I won like student council representative or something like that. Uh, and then in high school again, and then that was it for my political career for a very long time. And then I was a young lawyer and a buddy of mine that I'd met who you might know, a state representative named Trey Martinez Fisher. He's out <laughs> I've there. I've never, never heard of him. Never heard of that guy, right? No, nope, never. Heard of never. You know, he's out there running for office and it's really cold, early December. And it just, this cold snap came in. And his cousin and I are putting in yard signs. And back then, it wasn't these nice little metal stake ones that you just put in because it's the real thin, you know, wire. Back then, it was the actual piece of wood and you had to hammer it in. And my hands were just ringing from hammering in this steak. And I asked his cousin Tony, I said, where's Trey? He says, he's with his girlfriend in Washington, D.C. Huh? And so there I was, hammering in this steak for my buddy, uh, <laughs> freezing my ass off. But uh, I got to blame him because hes he, he really did give me the bug to run for office and and to try to make a difference. And I ran for city council. I lost by 150 votes then i ran for county commissioner and came in a solid third place and that was (laughs) the end of that i said i'm done and then the police officers association called on me and they said you need to run for city council again against this retired cop and that didn't make any sense to me but they said i I said you know he's a cop they said well he's a bad cop so oh he's a nice enough guy nevertheless we won uh and we hadn't lost since we lost a special session when we ran for the Senate once. We stayed yes. in the State House. And then we won our seat back. And it was a it was really wonderful. Uh it's been, it's been great being able to do things for people. The best job I had was city council. We built curbs and sidewalks for people. They painted their homes when we did that. We could knock down two crack houses. We uh built a library and we did great stuff, real stuff that affected people. Not so much anymore. Then I went to a place where good ideas go to die.
4: <laughs> now you're part of the I can't think of what we call y'all, but like Trey, you, Mike Villarreal, and I feel like there were like three or four other house members. You all went to school together as as kids, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, Trey and Mike went to grade school together. Mike and I went to high school together along with Jose. Okay along with Justin Rodriguez. Well, Justin went to Antonio. We went to this. We went to actually a private school, which the voucher guys keep telling us, well, y'all went to private school. Uh, I was born the son of immigrants to parents who really felt that I needed to go to Catholic school for whatever reason. And we went to this. They struggled and made a tremendous sacrifice to put us to a school called Central Catholic. A lot of members from San Antonio and the legislature went to that school. And it was mostly working class families like my parents that struggled to do this. And it was a fabulous, fabulous uh, part of San Antonio's history. And it's been a wonderful school. But yeah, we all kind of came up together, you know, really from from young, from children. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am, Janet.
2: I I, want to point out, though, and I'm sure you do point it out, though, that state funds did not pay for your private school.
0: I tell Paul Mettencourt that every day, he loves to bring this up to me and Jose on the floor. I said, Hey brother, you know, my parents sacrificed. They did this. We didn't ask for the government to come in and and, and help us out. This thing is the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. This voucher thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not one voucher bill across this country that's been successful. Um, you know, there's, there's one in Vermont that's interesting. Uh, it sounds like a, a weird form of public, you know, high-end public school to me. So this lady in, in Vermont, she's telling me, well, we have a voucher program, and it's great. I said, well, tell me about it. She says, well, it's $23,000 a kid. I said, okay, well, well, that's great. And you can send your kid wherever you want. Okay, well, that's wonderful. And I proceeded to tell her about our little 50,000 kid program that these guys want to do and how it's only $8,000 and it won't cover very much, and how it's a lottery. So it sounds like those folks in Vermont have a public education system where you can choose wherever you want that's equal, right? That's not the case, what these guys are trying to do here. You all know that. Uh, it's incredible what we're dealing with, with Dan Patrick and, and, and people like uh, Creighton and others. Creighton had the, um, he laid out his bill the other day on the Senate floor. And he says, you know, our schools, well, they're full of fentanyl and they're full of bullying and they're full of violence. I said, in school shootings, too, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And he
0: kind of scratched his head and he says, yeah, school shootings, too. And uh, and then, it, you know, it dawned on him after I, I had to point it out. I said, well, shit, you've been in control of our schools for the last 30 years. You and your Republican friends in this state have been control and controlled our public schools for 30 years, and you're every bit responsible for all of those bad outcomes and our health care outcomes and everything else. I sure do wish people would wake up in this state because this is not a Texas miracle, is it?
4: How did he respond?
0: Well, he just, you know, he, uh, they went on, they passed their ridiculous <laughs> you, were, you saw that. Thank God for the yeah. few Republicans in the Texas House with integrity.
4: Well, you certainly are breaking molds. I think maybe as coming from the house people in the business know that the house is kind of where the fights are and the senate in the past was the upper chamber of decorum but you've started fighting in the senate like a house member and with less regard for um I guess pleasing the lieutenant governor you've made very impassioned speeches on the floor you've taken points of privilege tell me what gives you the the strength to do that when you know Dan Patrick is not your friend
0: i appealed the ruling of the chair for the first time ever to Dan Patrick in this in this session and he actually had to sit down while another member came up and um and 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 appealed the ruling to the body of course you know those the rest of the folks didn't they didn't inside with me uh, we, was, I'm
4: sorry, will you tell our audience what that means?
0: Uh, he made a ruling against me on relevance. Um, I was a bill, an amendment to add um, an age limit on Internet gun sales. The bill was about Internet sales of goods and just goods. So I had an amendment for making Internet gun sales up to the age of 21. Uh, it was very early on in the session. They said that it was not germane. I appealed his ruling, and uh, that had to go to the body. Well, nobody had ever done that before to him. Uh, of course, the body proceeded to uh, side with Dan. Um, listen, this man is uh, just a joke, and I don't, I don't care to. I will fight him at every turn. Him and all of his cronies. There's a couple of people there on that side that still have a little bit of integrity. And you saw that with Paxton, you saw that with uh, Kelly Hancock and with uh, or Nichols, but on the whole, you know, I'm just tired. I'm really just tired and we should all be very tired of these people. Um, I mean, we shouldn't let some game host, game show host, tell us what to do here. <laughs> and that's a that's world we're living in with this guy. And that may you might say, well, shit, Roland, you're not you're not doing yourself any. You're not you know helping yourself here. They've not given you one thing. There's not one Democrat that's filed one bill that they can go out of there and say that's meaningful. I don't want their scraps. I want to take over this state. We need to turn this state blue because what they've done to us have poor boy education to nothing, have taken health care down to nothing. They've taken our infrastructure grid. I mean, where in the world 800 people die when it gets cold? That doesn't happen in third world countries, but it happened here. And yet these rural Republicans keep voting for these idiots. I don't get it. What part of this Texas miracle am I missing here? Because I just don't see it. And so, uh, you know, I just don't, I, I, it's not that I'm irreverent. Uh, it's not, you know, I, I, you know, respect is earned, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this guy is uh, some piece of work, mm-hmm. and so I'll keep pushing back and I'll keep fighting against this injustice that's happening in our state. And we must turn this state blue mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: because the shit that we're dealing with right now is like uh, people need to wake up and they need to be very very aware of what's happening because they're all following down this crazy Donald Trump path. And you know how we let that charlatan go out and tell us that he was a populist <laughs> is beyond me, right? Uh, the only one thing he did was that tax cut. He gave us all a pair of sneakers and the real estate moguls made out like bandits. Mm -hmm, These mm -hmm. people keep following along like the Pied Piper. They just need to wake the hell up and everything, everything they say is blame a Mexican, blame an immigrant for everything. And those immigrants had nothing to do with our failing schools. They have nothing to do with our poor health care. They have nothing to do with infrastructure. This has all happened on their watch. And we need to tell the, truth every day
4: preach <laughs> you
0: know, i told y'all i told y'all wasn't very funny
4: why congress <laughs> why now
0: because i was ready to honestly i was ready to quit and i was had enough i was ready to retire and then all those kids died, and uh, that was it for me and uh, this mm-hmm. session was hard um And all I asked for was a little change. I asked for an age limit increase on an AR-15 from 18 to 21, and they couldn't do that. I sat in Dan Patrick's office for an hour at the beginning of the session. I said, we had to do something. I said, do this. This is easy. Your Republican voters are actually in favor of it. And he proceeded to tell me that wasn't going to happen. And then I told him a story about a little girl. See, I've seen all of those images. I've seen all those kids dead. And I told him about Little Girl and what I had seen and how it affected me. And at the end of that meeting, he says to me, and he said, Roland, you know, there's a reason we don't look at the videos. That's said, number two, most powerful person in this state hasn't looked at those videos, hasn't seen that failure. And by the way, neither is Greg Abbott and neither is Dave Feele. They have not seen that those cops sat there and waited outside literally talking to themselves about how dangerous that damn gun is. Oh no, he's got an AR. We got to be careful. Let's hold back. What are we going to do now? He's got an AR. This is dangerous. Well, no shit. It's dangerous. They sat there while those kids died. And so, you know, I know I'm running for the United States Senate because I think that the most important issue right now facing this country is absolutely gun violence. We're killing our kids, loose Republican gun laws. Are killing us at the mall, in church, at school, on college campuses. That's that's certainly more important to me than any education, than any inflation issue. And by the way, this president's done a pretty good job controlling that. It's certainly most it's more important than the, the gross domestic product or whatever you want to talk about. If you don't have your kids, then you don't have anything left anymore. You don't, you won't want to leave your house. I promise you. It's amazing that those parents have been so strong in their advocacy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running because I'm tired. And I'm going to tell the truth. And Janet, we got to preach. We got to tell the truth. And we got to tell the truth to people how they've been screwed over by mm-hmm. these assholes for the last 30 years. Um and so we talk about things that people say, well that's socialist, you know, Medicare for all that want it. What's so no socialist about saving $30 trillion over the next 10 years in a (laughs) Medicare for all program. You know, these guys have all been, and even Democrats up there in Washington, they're so stuck up in, in the insurance lobby Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that they just, they don't want to talk about Medicare for all because shit, Mm -hmm. that's a bad word. We won't get our steak tonight. We won't get our steak dinner tonight. (laughs) And so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to, On women's reproductive rights, we're going to talk about expanding the Supreme Court and breaking the filibuster in the Senate. I mean, we need more John Fetterman's in this world. We need less of the mansions on the rest of them that don't Mm -hmm. help. What do
4: you think it's going to take? Um, I've always personally thought that sometimes if you're not naturally a sympathetic or empathetic person, you have to experience something yourself before you say, uh oh, maybe I need to change course. But Uvalde, the massacre didn't do it. The cold snap didn't do it. Losing abortion rights hasn't done it. What is it going to take to reach the voter to get them to change their mind and vote in their own best interest?
0: Well, I don't know. I I really don't know the answer. Um, I think that people are starting to to see some of it a little bit. And I think that rural Texans, I think they've just never been spoken to in the right way. You know, our campaign, yeah, sure, it's about kitchen table politics and a loss of opportunity and and everything that we could have. But we have to talk to people and tell them the truth and the fact that they've been lied to. I don't expect that those rural voters are going to turn around and vote for me all of a sudden. But we've got to make sure that we're pushing out our vote in our cities. When I talk to kids at college campuses, the number one issue for them is gun violence. They're scared out of their minds. When I was a kid, I mean, I don't know how old y'all are. I mean, Janet and I are probably of the 27. same 27.
4: I'm only 27.
0: You're only 27. Tom mm-hmm. is? Thank you. Tom? 32. He's
3: 32. Uh, yeah, 18. All right, there you go, 18. <laughs>
0: Well, I grew up with fire drills. I didn't grow up with active shooter drills. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. These kids died mm-hmm. exactly like we trained them to die. We go shut the curtains, turn off the lights and go huddle together. Well, there's two stacks of kids in there that are just shot up with two teachers laying on top of them. So I'm sorry. I I, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer, uh, tonight. No. Uh, but we got to tell the truth as to what's happening in this state and you're right. Uh, the problem is these assholes get on there. They put their cowboy hats on and they want to tell everybody, "Oh, we're the tall Texas cowboys, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna protect you and all this other crap." And it's the the migrants are making everything worse. No oh, bullshit. Those migrants had nothing to do with the problems that we're facing in Texas. And by the way, Greg Abbott, with all those cowboys behind him, uh, and Patrick, hell, most of the people that are running this state, hell, they're not even from here. Danny, go mm-hmm. from also known as Dan Patrick, you know, from Baltimore, Maryland, you know, Dan Paxton from California. And I, listen, I, I shouldn't be frivolous about that, but they don't know people in Texas and they yeah. don't know how people truly suffer. We've got to talk like every one of us, we're all in pain, right? Mm-hmm. This campaign is about pain. It's about those people's pain in Uvalde and, It's about everybody's pain that we go through every day trying to make ends meet. And we all make decisions that we don't ever want to talk about Mm -hmm. because we got to keep up with the Joneses. Well, shit, keeping up with the Joneses is expensive. (laughs) And it causes pain. And, um, you know, we make our own prison, somebody once told me. And there's some truth to that. But this campaign has got to be talking about everything that ails us and how we're going to fix it we can fix every single problem out there if we just put our minds to it mm-hmm. I think we absolutely can and i don't know if uh if i'm that person or, or somebody else is but i'm going to keep trying because we must we must not stop until we change who's in charge in this state
2: have you
4: ever Thank you. And don't worry, Janet is our Debbie Downer. So don't worry. <laughs> Everything you've said is very inspirational. Not Have not you much. ever met Ted Cruz?
0: I met him in Uvalde. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, we passed each other up. He prayed a little bit and cried with the Republican sheriff. And then he left town. And then he came back again and he prayed with the sheriff some more. And then he left town again. Um. I mean, Greg Abbott and I right now are on a strictly "fuck you" bait. Oh shit! I can't say that on the podcast. You can,
4: yes, you can, you can. You're safe here. You're safe here. In we fact, were, we require cuss words.
0: We were on on the tarmac in Uvalde, and I'm he's there, with his, you know, coming down this pathway with all of his entourage, and I'm walking the other way. They didn't let my staff in, which to see the president, and I um, will pass Abbott. You know this is a year and a half ago all i said is hey and all he says is hey and that's it i mean that's the last exchange i've had with him i've seen him before we've crossed each other again and we just we we do not talk i i uh, i'm disgusted with this man um and, I'm, and everybody like him they they do nothing to help hell they do nothing to help their own republican constituents they just simply don't give a shit, do they? All they care about is money, making more money, staying in power, and helping their rich friends. Well, the rest of us are getting screwed over. How in the world do you justify getting a $1 million campaign contribution from a guy named Kelsey Warren, energy transfer, the guy that gave you, the guy that you left the power grid on for, for 36 hours in an emergency setting so that he could get richer, in that one week, Energy transfer made over $1.3 billion in one week. So, of course, you're going to write your friend, Greg Abbott, a $1 million check. That's just disgusting. And then did they fix it? No, it's destined to happen again. But nothing real to fix the grid. And it's simple. Tie on to the Eastern and Western grid. The power stayed on in El Paso and the power stayed on in East Texas and the rest of us froze. And old Ted, he just went back into Cancun. (laughs) Did you all see my Halloween costume? I did not. Tell us about it. You got to go check it out online. Okay. Uh, My my wife says to me, uh, hey, listen, uh, we're going to go trick or treating. I said, dude, my kids are 14 and 16. I'm tired. I just got back from the Capitol. Who goes? What teenagers go trick or treating? And she said, "No, man, they want to get out there. Would you rather they go party somewhere?" So here I am. I said, "That's fine. I'll I'll go trick or treating." I just last two weeks ago, whenever it was, and um, you know, I said, "That's fine." I said, "You still have those old masks from the set from COVID?" So she brings out. Remember, we all did this, right? We had cloth masks, so they were all personalized and stuff. So she has these two. Gallon Ziploc bags full of cloth masks, and I knew there was one with the Texas flag because we had gotten it in the lake. (sighs) And I put that on. She went to go attend to our children, and she came back in the room, and I had my polo, my jeans, and my carry-on luggage. (laughs) I I see it.
4: I see it. (laughs) You see it?
0: Yep. My polo with a pillow. I was going to
4: say I didn't think that was your belly. No.
0: you know that's too much my only advice to Ted is stop drinking Bud Light it's really not as <laughs> less filling as they say it is um, but uh, we had so much fun with it we had so much fun and listen well you've got to at some point all this is pretty serious but you gotta be a little lighthearted about some of it
4: well that's exactly what this podcast is about you missed the funny parts I could do the monologue <laughs> jokes again but they didn't get last the first or second time <laughs>
0: Well, as much what? shit as they put us through, as much shit as they put us through, they should at least legalize marijuana so we can all have a laugh every day. <laughs> Love it. What,
4: what do you want from vote? What would you say to voters right now that's, that's the most important thing?
0: I'd say wake up. I'd say wake up, stop buying this immigration crap. Look, I have a comprehensive immigration that I put up plan that I put up on rollingforTexas.com. You can go look at it. I'm an immigration lawyer. We have a broken H-2A and H-2B visa system. You put up a wall, we're just gonna, you know, people are deaf. They're gonna build a 21 foot ladder. It's simple as that. Um, they'll go under it. Uh, we're wasting our money down there on that deal. We need 30 billion jobs. We have 30 billion vacancies right now in the United States. Create a, a visa program that works. Scrap the H-2As. scrape the H-2Bs. Create a visa bro- program that works, a, a, a jobs program, if you will, and create a real guest worker program. There's more to it than that, and y'all can read about it. But by, but the bigger point is just stop reading, buying their bullshit. Those immigrants have nothing to do with our with schools. They have nothing to do with. With uh, our healthcare system, that's all been on their watch. Uh, we've been screwed over by these people. Hell, look at the average school counselors in the United States, the average high school counselor, one counselor, 200 kids. In this state, one counselor, 650 kids. How in the world would you ever find the kid they called school shooter? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, this shit mm-hmm. is on
0: them. Uh And so wake up, man. And rural Republicans, working class folks, if you're out there, I'm not gonna call you names like I love you. Come on over because the water's nice over here. I mean, we want the truth, and you deserve the truth. Uh You deserve to start telling yourself the truth. Uh And the truth is, has your life gotten any better in the last thirty years that you've been under Republican Uh regime in Texas? And the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no. Stop buying their bullshit. That's what I tell people. Stop buying their crazy
4: bullshit. I think that's the title of this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Well, do you have any questions for us, Senator?
0: No, listen, man. I mean, you guys, I think we're probably all like-minded. I mean, you know, it's funny. I ran the last Senate campaign for the Texas Senate, and one of our big issues was legalizing marijuana. And we, hell, I did a documentary on it. Uh, you can really check this out. It's legalize-texas.com. 45 minutes traveled all over the United States. Uh, a lot of spent a lot of time in Colorado. And <laughs> I'm sorry. interestingly enough, I don't talk about it anymore because you know most. First off, most kids get get pop whenever, and so <laughs> this wasn't a thing for them. We should still legalize it. We'd make a tremendous amount of money. We'd create more jobs, and we'd fix our economy for farmers and so on.
4: Yeah. Uh, and not rely on the cartels in the way we do re-
0: yeah we have good nice clean natural product and life would be good
4: has anyone I, I mean i'm being serious but also a little sarcastic um like i don't want the cartels to know who i am or that i exist at all but does anyone talk to them like when they're on the floor and they're like the smugglers the cartels i'm sure the cartels are just sitting over there laughing and playing cards i mean None of the policies that Texas is making is going to interfere with their business plan is it
3: well one helps
0: their business plan the one that helps them is uh, is the gun thing we yeah. uh, build four million AR-15s a year in the United States about every year half of them end up in Mexico in the hands of cartels imagine that we are arming these people that all these Republicans say let's oh let's go invade Mexico have at it have at it, son. Good luck. Yeah. You've got about 100 different armies down there, and they'll come out and the woodwork for you. I mean, we have screwed them over in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they all must be laughing their asses off down there for sure. Yeah. And we could we could fix this issue, this immigration issue, but they don't want it fixed. It's their one boogeyman. It's their biggest boogeyman, right? And they've tried the DEI DEI boogeyman and the critical race theory boogeyman. And and, uh, the transgender kids, it's just such bullshit over and over again. And you watch them clutching their pearls, doing their speeches on the Senate floor. And it's just like you just want to throw up. It's just so much shit. I mean, when are people going to wake the hell up and say, hey, man, fix my streets, fix my roads? Give me some good healthcare. Give mm-hmm. a good. Give me a good school for my kids, because that's all we really need, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and maybe some water and electricity. And I'm some I'm water, happy. some
0: electricity, <laughs> college affordability. I, yeah. I, I tell kids that they think I'm crazy. I tell them when I went to school, it was a uh, uh, semester was like sixteen hundred bucks.
4: Uh mm-hmm. huh. They
0: don't believe me. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure.
4: My mom grew up in Brooklyn and she went to Brooklyn College, 50 bucks a semester with books. Yeah. Because in that day, you wanted to educate, you know, it was part of the educating the immigrant population, but you wanted to get kids through school, through college, and into good jobs.
0: Every first world, not every, most first world countries have universal health care and they have uh, free or reduced subsidized university. Because both of those things make sense, you have a smarter populace that's out there creating and 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 and, and improving the economy. You have a healthier populace. We are just—it's all just crap. And so, uh, listen, we're gonna—I'm gonna run in this for this Senate race because uh, we're gonna tell people the truth. I'm the only Democrat of the so-called top two Democrats. You know, the other guy wants to build a border wall. I don't understand that at all. Uh, Mr. Bipartisan said to him, to, said the other day that he uh, put out a press release, that he's going to build a border wall, that, that he agrees with this Donald Trump border wall. Just nonsense. Just nonsense. That's a Democrat. A Democrat to say that. The other guy that's running that, I don't say his name. <laughs> uh, oh. Put out a press release for that. Uh, will not say Medicare for all because he's happy with our current system. And so I'm not a socialist. I'm not at all a socialist. But universal health care is a right, is a human right that we should all have. There was a good Republican named Abraham Lincoln who said that the legitimate object of government is to do for the people that which Mm -hmm. they cannot do for themselves, themselves. roads, infrastructure, school, education, right? And I would add health care. I would absolutely add health care. Look, I can't, uh, short of taking an aspirin for my headache, I can't heal myself. I can't heal cancer. I can't break. I can't mend my broken leg. We've got to fix this. We've got to do it in the right way. And for all the Republicans that are out there and pushing this private pay, there's plenty of Democrats doing the same thing. And enough is enough with this bullshit. I mean, people need to wake up on this because here's the thing. Bernie Sanders, everybody made him out to be some kind of crazy man. The fact is he was absolutely right. And then Buttigieg changed it. He said, Medicare for all that want it. If a private Medicare system, a universal Medicare system will cost $30 trillion less in the next 10 years than the private pay system that we have. It's just incredible. We have to open our eyes. Open your eyes and ears. That's my message to everybody.
4: Open your eyes and ears. Wake up. Thank you so much. I think this is the most forthcoming, honest down earth conversation we've had with the guest, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very he's much. Not, not very funny though, sorry. You know, we were funny earlier, so don't yeah. don't worry. We we, we lure were... the audience in with the humor, and then Trey we do a sneak is attack. Trey, sneak my
0: buddy, Trey, Trey, he's my compadre. Is he's
4: he there a, in the room with you?
0: No, but he's a funny oh. guy. He is okay. a funny guy. But <laughs> okay. uh, no, there's not a whole lot to laugh about right you now. Know. We're gonna be all right. You know, we're gonna be all right because good always conquers evil. I think it does, right?
4: Okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So well, I'm gonna believe that. I why not? Yeah. Why not? And at least that's
0: that what that they we say can... in the comic books, you know. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get through this.
4: All right, thank you very much. Y'all be Janet, You wanna take us out of here, Janet? Thank you so much
2: to our special guest, Senator Gutierrez, and to our comedian <laughs> guests, Tom Booker and our winner, Cameron Labrie. <laughs>
3: Yay. So, Yay.
2: We want to know from everyone, Senator, where can we see you next?
0: I'm glad you asked me that because I was, I thought I'd forgotten. Rolandfortexas.com. Please go to all of our social media, Roland for Texas.
2: <laughs> Tom, where can we yeah. find you?
3: Well, I want to announce that Ma and Pa are making a return on Sunday. At 6 30 Cold Town, but I didn't get to write the script today, so uh, we are, but yeah, great, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sunday at 6 30, we'll be at Cold Town as part of the duo night. Mon ta- Paw Gothic, it's the first time in almost three years, except for the videotape for Over the Ledge. And uh, Mon Gothic are going to talk about their time away in Nashville, so it should be a hoot, right? Janet? it? And uh, Roland, I just want to point out, because I'm, I'm really proud of Janet for this. Janet got escorted out of the uh, Tennessee State uh, Capitol Building um, by uh, a trooper because she was causing a ruckus. Oh. That's fabulous, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Cameron, where will we see you
1: next? Uh, well, people can find me on Instagram and my website, Uh And uh, people can see me performing around Austin stages everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah
4: i think we're gonna look back at this episode and be like oh my god how did i get the senator from texas on the show and camlin Bree, the star of whatever broadway show is happening in two years i'm gonna be like that was our celebrity moment and we were (laughs) lucky to be here with both of y'all
2: and we'd like to send a special word of a deep appreciation to our over-the-ledge gracious empress, Stephanie Chiarello.
4: Thank you. And thank you to Janet Macus for guiding us through this episode. Just remember, she doesn't really care if you're here or not, but the ice caps are <laughs> definitely <laughs> melting. Okay, that's our show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok as at Over the Ledge. Everyone says bye and we fade out. Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you, listeners. Thank Thank you you so much,
3: everybody. Thank you, Cameron.
2: I don't have any more fun facts other than, you know, I think no seeds, dead children, you know, ice caps and maternal death rates. I think that was about as funny as I could get.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually a pretty easy day with you,
2: Janet.
3: (laughs) You guys get an idea of what breakfast is like around here. (laughs)